Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com, to another blog and to another podcast. Welcome to those who access the podcast through YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Today we continue in our study of the book of Genesis. We're in chapter 28, verses 16 through 22, which reads, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of the place Bethel. But the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. That's Genesis chapter 28, verses 16 through 22. Today we close out our study of Genesis 28, where Jacob has just experienced his first encounter with the God of the Bible. Jacob's encounter with God came through a dream of a ladder reaching from heaven to the earth. As we pointed out in our last study, the Lord Jesus identified himself as the latter. Through his dream, Jacob learned that the greatest antidote for our fear is worship of God. In verse 16 of today's passage, we read, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. When Jacob awakened from his dream, he was fully aware that he had been in the presence of the Lord. God is everywhere at all times, but his presence can be and is more expressed in some places than in others. He dwelt between the cherubim above the ark, and his glory was seen by many prophets. Every believer in the Lord Jesus has been sealed by the Holy Spirit. The believer has all of the spirit that he will ever receive at that moment. However, the spirit can obtain more of the believer. His presence fills the obedient soul in a passive way, which is displayed in an active presentation of his revealed glory. In verse 17 of today's passage, we read, And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. There are two types of fear. One drives us away from God, and the other drives us to him. There is a fear that God commands, and there is a fear that God forbids. A fear that builds up and a fear that tears down. A fear to gain and a fear to lose. Jacob's fear was the result of him seeing the Lord and his holiness. 
Jacob saw himself differently that day because he saw God in a way that he had never seen him before. Overwhelmed by God's power and holiness and a deep awareness of his own sinfulness and fragility, a worshipful fear emerged in Jacob that day. Jacob's fear provoked him to worship God. According to Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. In verse 18 of today's passage, we read, Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put in his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. As soon as Jacob awakened, he took the stone that he had used as a pillow during the night and he made of it an altar and then poured oil on it as an act of consecration. We're not told that he understood that this was the same spot where Abraham many years earlier had built an altar. His anointing, the stone, was a demonstration of his faith and the vision he had seen and the promises the Lord had given him. Just as the latter did, the altar points us to the Lord Jesus. The words for the stone that he had put at his head are also found in Psalm 118, speaking also of the Lord Jesus as the rejected cornerstone. Jacob poured oil on the stone to consecrate it as the entry point to the house of God. The high priest of Israel, the prophets, and the king of Israel were all anointed with oil on their heads. Like them, the Lord Jesus is our high priest, our prophet, and our king. The Lord Jesus was the long-prophesied Messiah who would die for our sin, and he would be raised from the dead as a clear sign that his death was enough to conquer sin and death. He was able to do that because he is our high priest. He is our prophet, and he is our king. In verse 19 of today's passage, we read, And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of that city had been Luz previously. Jacob named the place Bethel, which means the house of God. The name of the city had been previously Luz, which means to turn away, such as turning away from what is really real. Luz had been named after a crooked and perverse people, who had rejected God. This is the reason Jacob didn't enter the city in the first place, because it was known for its wickedness. This stone had been rejected by this wicked city, and yet it became the cornerstone of Bethel, the house of God, picturing the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the doorway to heaven. Instead of entering Luz, Jacob slept in the field, and he had a vision of the glory of the Lord who would come to this wicked earth, leaving the glory of the house of God to redeem all humble enough to receive his free gift of rightness with God. In verses 20 through 22 of today's passage, we read, Then Jacob made a vow, 
saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. This was the second time someone gave a tenth of his possessions. The first was in Genesis 14, after Abraham defeated the four kings of the east, of the east and he gave a tithe to Melchizedek. The concept of tithing is mentioned in only two contexts in the New Testament. The first was the Lord Jesus speaking about the wrong intent of the scribes and Pharisees in the giving of their tithes. The second is found in Hebrews chapter 7, which informs us that the giving of tithes under the law was to demonstrate the greatness of Melchizedek, not as any sort of a requirement for the believer in Christ. As a result of being defined by the Lord, Jacob worshipped God. Worship is treasuring God above all things. In John chapter 4, the Lord Jesus said, The hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Worshiping in spirit is not contrasted here with worshiping in the body. Instead, it is put alongside worshiping in truth. Truth fuels worship, and Jacob recognized the truth about God and himself, and he therefore worshiped God. Jacob's fear rendered worship. And it was at that point in his life that Jacob became determined to worship God and to be defined by him. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey. Have a great day.